Welcome to the Parents at Work podcast, a podcast for the modern parent working in the modern world. Join us as we interview leading experts in their fields to unveil the secrets working parents need to succeed at work. Welcome to the Parents at Work podcast, a podcast for those who want to succeed and thrive at work while they have kids. This podcast is sponsored by the Spiegel Law Firm, a firm that empowers people who have been wrongfully fired or afraid that they might be. Joining me today is my co-host, Lori Mahalik-Levin, an attorney and founder of the online platform Mindful Return. Lori, I'll turn it over to you to tell us more about Mindful Return and to introduce our guest today. Thank you so much, Tom. It's great to be here today. Mindful Return is a program that helps new parents transition back to work after parental leave. It's a program that a new mom or new dad could sign up for on their own, or there are about 55 employers who currently offer it as a parental leave benefit. It's a real pleasure to be here today with two fantastic working dads in the accounting sector. If you've been following along, our last episode was with two really amazing accountant moms, and now we're transitioning over to the dads. Today, we are delighted to be joined by Kevin Stout and Javon Knowles. Kevin has more than 18 years of experience in accounting roles across public accounting, regulatory, and corporate. He specializes in audit and internal control related matters. And Kevin's been married to his wife, Sheila, for 14 years. They have a daughter who's 12 and two boys who are nine and seven. And they live in San Jose after relocating from Maryland in the summer of 2018. Javon Knowles is an audit partner in Chicago at BDO, a top five global public accounting firm. He's originally from the Bahamas and is the father of two beautiful children. His daughter, Emmy, is five, soon to be six, and his son, Owen, just turned four this summer. He's been married for 16 years to his high school sweetheart, who he notes is also his best friend. Welcome to the podcast, Kevin and Javon. We're delighted to have you here. Kevin, let me start with you and just ask you to tell us a little bit about your own personal working parent story, and then we'll uh, hear the same from Javon. Sure. Thanks, Lori and Tom. Let me first say, you know, reiterate the thanks for asking me to join you guys on this podcast. And hopefully have some helpful insights for your audience regarding, you know, my story and background and learnings, you know, as a working parent in accounting. To kind of to start, so my wife and I, we met in public accounting. Both of us started our careers at PwC in Baltimore um, in the audit practice. We both later joined the government, but at different times with different accounting roles at the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. We got married while at the SEC and had all three of our kids there. So we got to experience the process, not just without paternity leave for myself, but also without maternity leave for my wife. So while the government benefits on a whole are great and fabulous, that's one area where there's definitely improvement needed. But, you know, we were able to string it together with vacation and other means to get the right leave and baby bonding experience. And I was there about 13 years, and I'll get to in a second, you know, making a change and moving on to my parent role. But it was a great, you know, almost 13 years for me. And my my wife was there for almost 14 years herself in terms of the flexibility and opportunities it provided in terms of career and family wise. And, you know, it allowed for my wife had various roles during that time, a lot of that was switching to part-time to allow and help with parenting, but also at times taking on roles and going back full-time. And so had 
quite a mix of experiences there as, as working parents. So where that brought me today, so as I mentioned there, close to 13 years and decided ready for a change. When thought about what I wanted to do next, the impact on me being a dad was certainly a factor in that decision. I considered opportunities with firms, for example, both accounting and audit roles or advisory firms. Ultimately, I chose the corporate route and opportunity with Google arose. And so working in SOCs and internal controls related role here. So packed the family up last summer for the cost country move. And so far, I think, you know, kind of 14 months in on the job and in the West Coast life, I think it's been the right decision for me, you know, both career wise and for my family. I guess on that latter point, and maybe I'll And here is what I mean by that is, you know, a more predictable schedule, you know, in the corporate life versus, you know, what might be in a client service type of role. Thanks for sharing your story, Kevin. And, you know, it's a time of year we've, my kids have just gone back to school where lots of people are talking about transition, but it sounds like, you know, not all that long ago, you had a massive transition with the three children across the country. I guess one thing I wanted to ask before we turn over to Javon is, if you could zoom out a little bit and take a macro perspective, if you had to generalize, what would you say it's like to be a working dad in accounting these days? Sure. And certainly, I think it's good you got Javon to join. Certainly, he'll have a different perspective being in, at an accounting firm. I think, you know, thinking about the accounting as an industry or as a profession, I think having flexibility is important as a working parent. And I think accounting inherently provides for that. I mean, in general, it's not a nine to five job in the same office every day where you have to report and clock in. But when you think about, you know, changes in the industry, you know, that are probably just reflective of changes in the economy and the world more globally, the impact on that on accounting, I think, is attracting and retaining talent is becoming an issue, I think, for the industry. And it and it does put pressure on the historic firm model. And I think probably maybe two examples of that is, you know, how do we keep the younger generation interested in the profession? You know, for example, when jobs in tech or data are more enticing. And then also, you know, job mobility is becoming more of the norm of where where people don't want to go to work at the same company for the rest of their career, or maybe stay at a company for a shorter time. And and move on to a different company. And But on the plus side, at least from my vantage point, you know, the profession is recognizing those challenges and, you know, seeing that optimizing for working parents is one piece of addressing those challenges. And I think you see that and how they, you know, measure themselves with their KPIs, et cetera. And then I'm sure Javon would have some good insight to share on that point. And so then when I bring that to myself, you know, what I think is helpful is, you know, for companies, firms in particular, you know, engaging not just with the employee, but with the employee's family. And that can be through one-off type of events, you know, such as something as simple as take your child to work day. But I think more importantly, it's what goes on in the normal course, you know, for example, where it's okay to welcome families in the workplace, such as joining me in the cafeteria for lunch on occasion. And so when I think about that type of thing and compare my time at Google here, you know, so far versus at the SEC, I think it's helped tremendously for me as a dad. And, 
you know, and what do I mean by that is my work is not a black box to the kids. And I think that helps in, you know, when I leave work and engage with them, they've seen my work, they know what it is, where I go. And I think that just overall helps, you know, be a better dad and the engagement and involvement with the kids. That's great, Kevin. I love that idea of making sure that the kids have an image in their head of what it is that you do every day. And even if it's that they come and, you know, scribble on a whiteboard and pound some keyboards (laughs) at your desk, I think that really helps integrate the story back and forth. Thank you. Javon, let's turn it over to you. Will you share with us your working parent story, please? Yes, and uh, again, thanks. I'd like to echo what Kevin said about uh, including us on this podcast, very happy to be a part of it. As far as my story as a working parent, first, as you mentioned in the intro, I'm from the Bahamas. I wanted to give a little backdrop leading up to becoming a dad in the accounting profession. My wife and I are both from the Bahamas and have lived in the U.S. Uh, since college. And we both started our you know, our lives in marriage and you know, very focused on our careers. So we were married for 10 years before our first child came along very focused on what we wanted to do and our career aspirations. You know, the first 10 years, as you know, anyone in the public accounting field would know, it's a very demanding career. And as a result, you know, I worked a lot my first 10 years. And with my wife also being very career oriented, she obtained her PhD. It's one of the reasons we've moved around a lot during our stint. We've, you know, since migrating to the U.S. and attending school in Florida, you know, we've lived in Florida, Connecticut, New York, Ohio, and now here in Chicago. Uh, so we've moved around a lot, and a lot of it was, you know, giving and taking, each of us moving at various points for our careers. It was, to me, you know, around about that 10-year mark when I, ac- I actually transitioned out of a client service role, which tends to be the very demanding role in public accounting, into a more international role when my wife and I, you know, got pregnant with our first child. And I distinctly remember transitioning out of national and back into client service and my wife and I having several conversations just about being concerned about what it was going to be like to transition back into such a high demand career with a family. But it was the moment that I think that really kind of defined what was going to be important for us. And, you know, keeping that mind focused of, you know, family first was something that was at the forefront of my mind from the time, you know, my first child came along. But it's been a fun ride. You know, we've had a lot of ups and downs in trying to manage what it's like to have two parents, you know, be very much focused on our career, but still trying to make sure we have that right work-life balance of which you would need to have a healthy family. And Javon, what are your observations on, generally speaking, what it's like to be a dad in the accounting field these days? It's funny you ask. I was actually just having this conversation with someone the other day, and I would equate being in especially the public accounting realm as a working dad to be the equivalent of, you know, floating in the ocean. You know, there are either work comes at you or different things from life in waves. You have moments where it's just really busy and you're wondering how you're going to manage everything that needs to be done from a work perspective while, you know, all of your obligations as being a working dad at home. But just as the waves come, there are highs and lows. So you take them as they come and you find ways to manage both. But that's the best way I describe it. You know, I try to stay focused on what some of the benefits are. To me, a working parent in public accounting has changed a lot, you know, since I started. You know, in the earlier years, it was quite normal for, you know, a junior staff to show up on you know, jobs and it just be expected. You just work until the job is done. Whereas you've seen quite a bit of transformation in the public accounting field over the last 10 to 15 years, uh, where there's a lot more focus, not just on the work product, but making sure that, you know, employees are having a good work-life balance and are able to balance those things appropriately. And it's something I've strived on ever since 
you know, I've had my children to make sure I'm focused on what's important in life. You know, being a working dad and working in a demanding field is very important, but it's always, I think, very important to stay focused on why you're working. You know, everything you're really doing, you're doing for your family. I think if you keep that front and foremost in this industry, it puts a good perspective on where your efforts and focus should be. Mm. It's reassuring, Javon, to see the industry moving in that direction. And I can certainly relate to and really like your wave analogy. I had someone recently ask me, how often do you travel for work? And I don't really have an answer to that. It just, the travel comes in waves, as does the rest of the work. So it seems that I have no trips for a while, and then suddenly three. So I hear you on the wave front. That's a really good point. I'm handing it over now to Tom to take us to our next question. Great. Thanks, Lori. I'm going to deviate a little bit from the some of the questions we usually ask, just because we've got, with Javon and Kevin, two examples. You know, having children at different stages in your career, in particular, and I know it's sort of hard to compare because you only know what you know, but get both of your thoughts. And I'll start with you, Kevin, on, you know, how that impacted your career, because you, Javon, you mentioned that, you know, you were 10 years in before you had children. And I know that's some, particularly people in professions and law, it's quite common, a lot of topic of discussion, you know, wait until you've ever really arrived, but till you get over those first difficult years early in your career, do you get some more stability, you know, before you have children? For those in private firms, there are a lot of people who, you know, try to make partner before they have children, you know, try to get those early working years behind them. So I just like to get your thoughts briefly on that and get your perspective. Kevin, let me start with you. I know you had your children younger in your career. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's a great question. You know, to kind of step back, I had left public accounting and went to the government at the SEC and, you know, in my head thought, oh, I'll be here two years, three years and go on to the next thing, you know, go back to public accounting or whatever might come next, you know, and 10 years later, 13 years, I was still there. And I think part of that is, you know, you have a much different perspective once you are married and then have one child and then two children and then three children and your perspective certainly changes. And of course, on the flip side, that wasn't, you know, just staying at a job because it was helpful for family life, you know, tons of growth and opportunity from career wise that ultimately kept me there. But I think probably deep down, there was an element of having stayed in that role for the time that I did, you know, to get through the younger ages of having children and being a parent. But when I kind of step back and say, well, what made that successful? I think it's, you know, you could have an employer can have great programs to support working parents. And that can be on-site daycare or that could be some sort of leave policies. But I think the key is nothing that exists in any formal policy. I mean, a supportive manager and a supportive team I think are the biggest keys to success as a working parent. I know whether that's providing for flexibility on schedule, flexibility on leave, flexibility on things coming up last minute. But having that support system at work, I think is what's really needed to thrive as a working parent, where we'll pick up for each other when needed of, okay, your kid is sick, you need to stay home, no problem. You know, we'll pick up your meetings, your work for that day. And we know it would all be returned in due course. And so I guess, you know, kind of, you know, speaking broadly, but then also reflecting back of myself, you know, of what was the best support. I mean, I think it's a strong workplace culture, you know, that values its employees and its human capital. And I think that's probably one of the 
pluses of the accounting profession, you're not bound to, you know, the same role or same office per se. If it's not working out with your current engagement, you know, there's opportunity for mobility, you know, get on a different client, speak up and find that where you could get that support network that's needed. Yeah, I think that's an interesting perspective. And I, let me continue with my other questions, and then we'll turn to you, Javon, just because it dovetails really well, Kevin, with what you just said, and some of this you just addressed. But let me ask you, you know, what supports as a working father did you find particularly helpful as you returned to work, and you know, either in the public sector or private sector? Yeah, sure. As I mentioned, you know, certainly the culture and being on the right team was first and foremost. But then when you think about the programs being in place, you know, I've probably hit on this point in every response, every question, but going back to flexibility. And so having those programs are great, but to be successful, they need to be flexible programs. They shouldn't be one size fits all because all situations are different. You know, all children are different. All parents are different. When I think about, you know, sometimes, you know, people ask you about you know, people who may not have children yet, or maybe only have one child with a second on the way or a third on the way, and oh, what's it like going from, you know, one to two or two to three, et cetera. And that's hard to say, you know. It's easy, right? It's just easy. It's just easy. Yeah, exactly. You know, when, if I knew, you know, my middle one, he came out, he ate, he slept, he was great. You know, if you could guarantee that every time, then that's a different story, but that doesn't happen. That's not reality. And so, you know, like when my youngest child, you know, has quite a few medical issues. And so it was a rough couple of years after he was born with procedures and medical appointments. And so that's what I mean about that flexibility of, you know, for example, you could have a leave policy. And, you know, that's great if you could say, okay, 12 weeks of baby bonding time, but, you know, don't force that on somebody, you know, the first 12 weeks after that baby's born, you know, maybe spreading it out over a year is best for somebody, or maybe doing it up front in a lump sum is good for somebody. And I know one thing we do at Google here is allow for what we call ramp up time. You know, so if you take that 10 or 12 weeks off straight, you know, you're not forced to come back right away full time of allow for one or two weeks of part time to kind of ease back into it. And I think it's kind of really of that mindset of, thinking for the long term and thinking what is best for our employees long term. No, I think that's exactly right. We hear that a lot. The flexibility is such a key factor. A following question, were there any supports or you know things that you did not have as a new father at any point in your career that you think people coming up behind you would benefit from? I mean, I'm not asking you to throw any employers under the bus, but best practices, what, you know, an ideal world what are the things that you didn't have that you think other people should? Yeah, sure. And certainly a couple of things come to mind and are thankfully things that have been put in place more recently while I was at the SEC and things that exist here at Google. So they weren't available for me at the time, but have later gotten to see others experience and experience myself just that later stage. And I think some of that are, there's great EAP or employee assistance programs that exist. And so that provides counseling if you need it, or it provides resources to help you find resources, whether that's daycare, nannies, doctors, or whatever that might be. But separate from that, I think more general assistance, and one great example of that is 
we have it here at Google, and it's a mix of formal and informal of coaching and mentoring programs that exist for all types of situations. But even later in my time at the SEC had it where provided a, you know, quote, life coach to employees, and you got a certain number of hours, and that person is a third party. So they're outside of the SEC. So you didn't have to worry about who's going to find out about these conversations I'm having with this person. And importantly, that's what it's called. It's a life coach and not a work coach. And so that person is available to assist, talk through and help with all types of situations encountered in life. And I think that's kind of all part of that bigger picture or that wrapper around bringing your best self to work and how do we equip our employees to do that. You know, and importantly, those sorts of benefits that you're talking about, which are fantastic ones, are not just for folks with kids, right? You know, people have other things go on in their life, both good and bad, and to have those kind of supports can help with that as well. Uh, yeah, for sure. Certainly, you know, from my experience on the topic of children, but yes, great point. That's broadly for anything. Yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, I could deal with a concierge or something. That would help me with my kids too, you know? So it doesn't have to be just child-related. Well, thanks, Kevin. All right, turning to you, Javon, let me start off with the same question. Your perspective on you know, which you spoke to some, but your perspective on, you know, delaying having kids, particularly in a career where, you know, early on you expected to show up and, and you might have to put in some long hours and, and may not have the, you know, be far enough up the chain to manage your, your time, you know, the way that somebody more senior does. What's your perspective on that? Yeah. So my viewpoint on that would be, you know, when I started in public accounting, I think, you know, having children at that time probably would have been difficult to manage. And I think a majority of it has to do with the workplace has just changed so much from when I started to where it is right now, as far as employers providing flexibility options and just other support resources available for working parents. So what I look at now and I think, well, my situation would have been more difficult had we started earlier in that time frame. Whereas I look at it now and think, I think it's actually good. I would not, you know, just taking a step back, I would not discourage anyone from starting a family early, even now in the public accounting uh, space, just because there are so many different resources available now. And it, the culture has just changed so much in public accounting over the last 15 years. I mean, for example, you know, you see, you hear of so many different flexibility programs. I still remember, you know, midpoint through my career, you know, starting to hear about these programs and hearing the firm talk about, we want to provide flexibility for our people. It was really refreshing to hear and, and where it's come I'd say from seven or eight years ago to where it is now is drastically different. Flexibility is something that's now, you know, touted as something that's really valuable in the public accounting space. You think of, you know, some counterparts and maybe in the private space where you're going to the same office day in and day out, whereas in public accounting, you know, I had someone ask me the other day, so where are you based? And my response is, well, it depends. I can probably spend 30% of my time working from home, 30% of my time at a client site, and 30% from an office. It just really varies. I do have days sometimes where I wake up and look at my calendar and just think, well, where where do I need to be today? But flexibility right now, I think, is something that's really well in the public accounting space that allows for even those earlier in their careers to start family and still have a very successful career. I think that's a good perspective. You know, when I think back on the conversations that I had with my peers, you know, about this subject and, you know, family and when to have a family and do you wait until you may partner or reach some other milestone? I mean, that was 10 years ago and things 
you know, places, there's still a long way to go. They are a lot different. And I think the decisions that, you know, somebody in a profession may have had to make 10 years ago are just not the same ones today because the workplace is different. And you have people who've gone, come through the ranks who have, have had young kids and they know what it's like. So, I'll give you an example of two different scenarios and how much it's changed over time. Earlier in my career, uh, I want to say within the first two or three years, I was with one of the big four at the time. And working on a large public company, I still remember using Instant Messenger and speaking to another staff asking, when do you think we're leaving today? I mean, sometimes working with not having an end site, when are you actually leaving to go home? Whereas now it's very common to hear even a staff or a senior member may stand up at five o'clock at the end of the day and say, just let the team know, okay, so today I'm going to head out a bit early. I'm going to go home, have, you know, have dinner, or they have some other obligation I'm going to do. But here's, I know what I have to work on. And, and as long as there's that open communication amongst the team of what needs to be done and with a deadline in mind, the flexibility around when that work is done is just a completely different mindset than what I had when I started. So the profession has come a very long way from when I started, I think it's at a great place right now. All right, let me dovetail back into the questions that I asked Kevin. You know, what supports did you find particularly helpful when you were coming back to work with a new baby? I would say the most supportive things for me was actually talking to other working parents, whether it was, you know, someone that just had a child within the last three years or some that were, you know, their kids were, you know, early teens. And just hearing what worked for them, how were they able to make it work? Because when I had a child, I didn't have a preconceived notion that meant I had to leave public accounting. I still very much enjoyed my career and what I was doing. And so the challenge became, how do I make this work to stay in a career that I enjoy while still keeping my family first and at the front of my mind? And hearing how others were able to manage, you know, whether it be workloads, flexibility, things that work for them. You know, some answers varied from one to the other, but it was, I found the network of other working parents to be the most supportive thing for me. I was able to gather lots of advice and tips for of things that work for others and weave them in and see what worked for me and what didn't. And, you know, it, it took a few years to kind of, you know, to work through some of the nuances of it. But I look back now and I think that for me, having others to talk to that gave you know, their suggestions and being able to take some of those things and implement those and also not just providing, you know, just things that work for them, but being supportive as well. You would constantly hear from other working parents, you know, the importance of your family, you know, so, I mean, in a very competitive and challenging field, it was actually quite refreshing to hear others reminding you that you know, your family is really important. Your family should always come first. You know, you can always find ways to get the work done. Don't worry, the work will get done. It's hearing those types of comments and hearing other suggestions of things I can do to, to effectively manage my personal and my work life that was really the most important thing for me. And then a follow-on from that, how can workplaces do better? What kind of supports did you not have that you think people coming up behind you should have today? The things that I did not have that I see now that I think are also being really valuable for working parents are the support networks. So, I mean, the support network I referenced there was still informal. It was just talking to others in the office. Whereas now at my current firm, I hear of, you know, 
other groups being formed to be a more formal type of uh, social network, whether it's other working, their working parents networks. BDO, I know they have a virtual parent network that parents can, you know, use and connect and stay in touch and pass along tips and so on. You know, there's a working mothers group. There are lots of actual formal now networks within public accounting that I'm seeing now that I think are, you know, really beneficial and I think are going to work well for working parents now that just weren't, they weren't available to me at the time. Thanks, Javon, for that. And that is a perfect opportunity to pass the baton back to you, Lori. Great. Thanks so much, Tom. Yeah, I just wanted to say that a number of months ago, I started something called the Working Parent Group Network, which is a place for leaders of working parent groups at different companies and employers to come together and learn from each other about how they're running their working parent groups. So to the extent there's any interest in that, you know, you can feel free to reach out to me at lori at mindfulreturn.com. I am wholeheartedly in agreement that working parent groups can be some of the best ways to help new parent employees feel supported and to retain your working parents really by supporting these groups. I want to stick with you, Devon, for my next question, which is around a topic that you've already started touching on, but it's basically what changes do you think are happening in the accounting industry that you see affecting working parents even if they're not specifically targeted at working parents. And I know you've talked a lot already about flexibility and the increase in resources for new parents and the culture changes that have happened since you saw your career start. So if that covers the waterfront, great. Or if you have other ideas to add, I would love to hear them as well. Yeah, no, thank you. There are things happening in the industry that I think do have an effect on working parents. As I mentioned earlier, It is a demanding field. There's no shortage of work to be done. And one of the things that the accounting field has faced over, you know, several years now that it's been going, it's a shortage of accountants. The number of students that are enrolling in the accounting major in school has been decreasing, which is creating a very competitive market, not just from the public accounting space, but for the private sector that's also seeking accountants to fill their roles as their organizations continue to grow. So from an industry perspective, I would say in public accounting, you know, having the recruiters that are constantly reaching out to reaching out to our accountants and, and pulling them away to pursue other opportunities in the private sector has an effect on those that are still here because as that turnover happens, it leaves workloads behind for others to deal with, whether they're, you know, working parents or not. But that's definitely something that we see facing the industry. And I would I think Kevin would probably agree with that because that's not just a public accounting issue, that that's an accounting profession in general. Yeah, and it might be a broader theme, I guess, as we see baby boom generation ultimately retiring, there is this uh, recruiting and retention challenge that a lot of industries are facing. Thank you for sharing that. Kevin, I'd like to turn it over to you. What changes do you see happening in the accounting industry that while not particularly targeted necessarily at working parents are still having an impact on working parents' lives? Sure. Yeah, I think that's a great question. And what comes to mind to me is not necessarily unique to the accounting industry, but I think, you know, hits it especially hard given the nature of the work and the work environment. And what is that is technology that comes to mind, specifically how its use keeps increasing. And I think this is both good and bad when you think about the impact on working parents. Starting with the good, Back to the flexibility point, I mean, technology enables flexibility, you know, whether that's something as simple as work from home. It also enables connectivity. For example, you know, both you and Javon mentioned travel and work travel. So staying connected with home while you're on the road 
for work. I know something that's great that a colleague used who, who would travel a lot of the year is, you know, for example, the sports app. So his son played baseball and there was this app. I can't think of the, the name of it, but essentially he could follow along the game in real time through the app where it was updating pitch by pitch. And so that was a way for him to feel connected to his son and his son's baseball game, even though he's in a different city. I think certainly things like that are, now I mentioned both good and bad. So on the bad side, you know, technology makes it harder and more difficult to disconnect. You know, for example, when work sticks with you in your pocket, whether, you know, your phone there, you have to consciously stay present with your family when you're home and not work. And so what to do about that? You know, I think this, Javon gave the two examples of staff leaving at, you know, five o'clock, past and present. I have a similar reaction to him on that. So what that means is, you know, force yourself to be involved in whatever means suits yours and your kids' interests. For example, for me, that's involvement in sports as a coach or assistant coach. And what that does then, it, it causes you to be committed. And therefore, you know, you're forced to separate and put the work down because the team is dependent on you. And, you know, those evenings and those weekends, I think otherwise, you know, if it's not in your calendar and they must do, if you're not forced, it's easier to keep plugging away at work, especially as I mentioned, when work, you know, sticks with you in your pocket everywhere you go. Those are great tips. I am a big advocate for calendar blocking. And I also was very impressed when I first saw that baseball tracking app and my colleague was like, oh, my son's on first base. And I was like, what? And it was pretty amazing that she was able to do that remotely. Thanks for sharing that. Back to you, Tom. All right. Very good. Javon, let me bounce it back to you. So what would be your number one piece of advice for a new parent returning back to work in your field? The number one piece of advice, I would think it would be for me, the one thing that, you know, I thought about a lot. Again, you know, to, to go back to talking about when I had my first child, I was transitioning from, you know, a national role back to client service was the one piece of advice would be just always reminding yourself what's important in life. For me, it was always my family. You know, we have some people in that are in the public accounting space that, you know, they set their mind on becoming a partner and they do whatever it takes to become a partner. For me, it was not necessarily the be all end all goal for me. It was to stay in the career and continue to learn and develop. And whenever I felt that learning curve wasn't there or there wasn't the proper work-life balance, I would leave. And that's the first thing that came back to mind as my wife and I talked about the transition to becoming a partner and having our first child was the most important thing in my life was my family. And as long as, long as that stays number one and my, my top priority, everything would be good if there were ever going to be a time where that would slip to where I think something else is taking more of my focus, then it's not really the career for me. So I would tell anyone that most important advice, no matter how stressful work may be, how many different deadlines are coming up or things that need to be done, just always remember your family comes first. Yeah, I think that's very profound. I agree completely. Uh, let me follow on with that and ask, is there a, an article or a book that you would recommend to a new parent returning to work? Something that's had an impact on you? There is a book I'm going to recommend, and I'm going to be honest, it's not a book that I've read, but we, in one of my you know, executive conferences I've been at with one of my firms, we had the author of this book come in and speak, and it's on a book called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. You know, the presentation the author had to me really resonated. When you really think of 
what needs to be done over the course of the day and what are those things that need to be done and what are those things that are not necessarily needed. I think when you're someone that doesn't have a family, the list is small. When you have a family and you have children, that list starts to get longer and longer and longer. And I think not sweating the small stuff becomes even more critical. So again, I would think that would be a book, you know, if any working parent has not read, they may want to take a look at it or, you know, there are eBooks available, but that would be an excellent one on not sweating the small stuff. That would be one I would recommend. And how about, you know, we've heard people talk about the baseball app, which I'm going to have to check out, although I need one for soccer, but are there any, is there a piece of technology that you rely on heavily to make your life as a working parent work? I can tell you now, (laughs) if my wife were listening to this podcast, she would be reminding me. It's the, we both have iPhones and it's the calendar app. Uh, (laughs) We finally hit a point where that became, that's just absolutely critical for us to manage uh, what's going on between whether it's, you know, work deadlines, trips I may need to do from a work perspective, you know, a client meeting or a dinner or something else that's, you know, outside of the working hours, managing that with, well, what's going on with uh, our family, things that we're going to do as a family unit, an event at the school, a parent-teacher conference, or, you know, one of my kids is having, you know, doing a performance in the evening. And on top of that, my wife, who's also, you know, a working professional as well, managing her travel schedule. I We've essentially used the calendar app in the iPhone to manage everything. It's become the saying in the house, have you checked the calendar? Have you checked the calendar? (laughs) So it's definitely true. In our house, we kind of live and die by the calendar. So it's something we try to stay close to to try to make sure we can keep some type of organization to everything that's going on in our lives. Yeah, I think that's right. As your life becomes more complicated with kids and after school activities and keep everybody on the same page. It is a really important piece of technology. Well, thank you, Javon. Kevin, let me turn to you and ask you the same question. We'll start with the big one. What's your number one piece of advice for a new parent returning back to work in your field? Sure. You know, the phrase work-life balance is probably overused. Not probably, is overused. But I'll go to it and, you know, say staying balanced is a great piece of advice. But maybe let me explain, you know, what is balance? There's not an objective answer to that. It's not going to be the same for everyone. For most working parents, at least for myself, I imagine it's a constant struggle to give all to both home and work. And it's easy to fall into a place of giving less on both fronts or not necessarily giving less on both fronts, but feeling like you're giving less on both fronts. And I think the key to that is remembering that you know yourself best. So it's up to you to prioritize. You know, nobody else is going to do that for you. And the truth is, you can always find work to get done. I remember when I first joined Google, one of the directors here said, you know, look, if you chose to, you could you know, bring work home and work all day, all night, all day, every weekend. But there's, you know, figuring out the work that needs to get done and the work that doesn't at that time. And so what that means is then it's a choice that's up to us to make. And this really hit me. We did an offsite. This is while I was at the SEC and the facilitator made a point and I thought was valuable advice in this regard. And his point was, you need to recognize that not everyone else's emergency is your emergency. And so what did he mean by that was essentially, you know, don't become a slave to your email. You know, that's an easy trap to fall into, you know, especially in a profession or client service. 
industry like accounting. But, you know, guarding against it, that requires awareness and, and conscious decisions to not allow it. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of mission creep. I, I heard, I can't remember where I read this, but it really kind of stuck with me. You know, everybody dies with items in their inbox, right? I mean, like, just to your point, it just it never, there's no like, okay, now I've reached the bottom and there won't be other things. And I think for people who are high performers and ambitious, sometimes it's just hard to leave things in your inbox. And if you have a family, you know, learning how to recognize that it's, you know, it is a, and I remember a mentor of mine when I first started in the private law firm, she said, you know, look, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, you got to pace yourself. And I think that's true in a lot of respects. Well, let me ask you a follow on to that, which is, you know, some question I asked Yvonne, a piece, an article or book that you found, you know, particularly impacted you as in your journey as a working parent. Sure. And let me first say, I loved what Javon said. I haven't heard of that book, but I wrote it down and we'll check it out because I find myself reminding that or my wife and I reminding that, you know, almost every day of, you know, not sweating the small stuff. So I love that advice. For me, I think about, you know, now of, you know, my youngest is seven. So I don't, you know, still young, but no longer toddlers. And so kind of coming to a different stage of parenting. And there's a book that we use in trainings here at Google and it's called Crucial Conversations, and there's multiple authors for it. And it has examples and techniques that can be applied at home, too, with your children. It's not just for, it's more for work situations, but, and really what it is, is tools for talking when stakes are high. So not every discussion, every conversation is going to be as important. And so when it is at that highest level of important, it becomes a crucial conversation. How do you best communicate through that? And that's something, you know, my oldest is 12 now. And as kids get older and, you know, my daughter advances in middle school and becomes a teenager, you know, the stakes do get higher. And so find myself starting to utilize those types of skills that definitely are valuable in the work environment, but also now as a parent in terms of having conversations with your children. Yeah, it's amazing how that changes, right? I mean, my kids are sort of in a similar range. My youngest is now seven are going to be seven. My oldest is about to be 14. And, you know, when they're young, they talk so much, right? I mean, like about all kinds of things and even very profound things. Like I remember, I can distinctly remember driving my kid somewhere and he was probably four and he's, you know, and we were just talking about whatever, you know, his day in preschool and all that. And he's like, just, I don't know, he's like, well, Dad, do you believe in God? You know, just like out of nowhere. So you tend to have those kind of important conversations with them, whether you plan them or not. And now that my son is entering, you know, going to 14 and it just those conversations just dry up, you know, or at least they have now. And you, so do, I really want to check out that book, you know, High Stakes Conversations, because they're, we're reaching a stage now with him to your point that they, you know, yes, we don't have to help him up and down the steps anymore, thank goodness, but there are other issues that are coming up that are more difficult that we have to talk to him about. And he doesn't want, it's not, he's not going to raise them on his own, you know, I think that's important and to have tools to have those conversations. So I want to check out that book. Thanks for that. Um, And then finally, we know Javon has his calendar. Do you have a Besides the baseball app, any particular piece of technology there, or maybe it's the baseball app, that would be fine too, that helps you as a working parent. Yeah, well, I have to laugh of when you asked this question to Javon and I jotted my note down, 
I wrote down calendar. <laughs> but of course, I can't say iPhone calendar given my employer. So <laughs> Android, right? Use the Google calendar app. But no, whether I, mean, I get completely agree with him of syncing calendars, you know, with my spouse, you know, is necessary. You know, we can't get by without that. So regardless of the app manufacturer, I, that's what I would say you know, is vital in addition to, you know, the sports app I had mentioned before, which I think that's called Game Changer now that I think of it. Well, what a fantastic idea and a simple one, but great. Well, thank you so much, Kevin and Javon. Uh, it's been wonderful talking to you and I'm going to turn it back over to Lori to help us wrap it up. Great. Thanks so much, Tom. And thank you, Javon and Kevin, for sharing your working parent stories and tips and advice and anecdotes with us. We're really grateful. We've now wrapped up our two conversations with accounting parents. And next up, you will hear from us as we interview physicians in the working parent space. So we'll be talking to some doctor moms and doctor dads next. Stay tuned and we look forward to having you join us for our next episodes. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Parents at Work podcast. Are you interested in learning more about our show, our hosts, or today's guest? Do you have a comment or question you'd like to share with the Parents at Work community? Then contact us at www.spigglelaw.com slash podcast. We'll see you next time.